L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Hi, I'm Logan Adam Schultz, digital and content marketing guy. I'm Alex Schulte, creative director dude. And I'm Craig Johnson, maker of graphics. And we're the LAS Marketing Team. And this is Friends with Marketing Benefits, Eastern Iowa's newest podcast filled with laughter, stories, and insight from a rotating cast of marketing professionals. Every Tuesday, join us as we break down modern marketing practices into something that you can use right now to better market your business, nonprofit, band, or even that dresser you've been trying to sell on Facebook marketplace there'll be new episodes every tuesday on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts friends with marketing benefits is produced and distributed by the las podcast network in cedar rapids iowa for more visit laspodcastnetwork.com if you feel like it las Hello, guys, and welcome to The Innovative Creative, a podcast dedicated to helping designers and clients better understand design using an alternative way of thought. I'm your host, Devin, and this podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. If you'd like to support this show and other creatives like me, subscribe to LAS Plus at LASPodcastNetwork.com slash plus. All right, let's get right into it. All right, guys, so we're going to be talking about design iteration. The two topics I want to get into are how many revisions does it take to get where you need to be? This one's more for the designers. And the second one is how clients can help with iterations. And respectively, that's for the clients. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Let's talk about how many design revisions it takes to get where you need to be. So basically, you want to talk about the process with your client. What I mean by this is you want to give them a set of rules on how design iterations will go and then kind of like gauge the way it goes from there. An example, what I normally do is I'll sketch out everything and then start with the sketches and continue with the sketches until the client is satisfied with something that is like appealing to the eye to them. Once I get done with the sketches, we'll move that over into the vector program. I don't touch the vector program until we get done with the sketches because when we have those ideas, we can pretty much generate those ideas very quickly. They're they're 100 raw, and it makes it so that way we can uh, that way I can talk with the client and like bounce ideas based off of uh, what I sent them. So yeah, once we get to the vector program part, I would just pretty much design it out based off that, and kind of like iterate and change things that I think that should be changed, change things that I think that shouldn't be there, get rid of items, add items, all that stuff. And it makes it a lot easier for me to uh, do the iterations from there, going from the beginning, from the sketches to the design program, because it helps me gauge the process. It helps me understand what the client wants, what the client doesn't, based on what they told me. Um, getting a little bit more into that, design revisions, design revisions, ah, design and revisions can be different for each client. And what I mean by that is your client, you might have a really good client that'd be like, oh yeah, dude, oh man, that was like the first client, uh, that was like the first iteration, I love that, this is amazing, I don't have, I don't want any, nothing else, and then like, you're just like, okay, yeah, I feel, I feel real good about myself because I got that in the first try, but then there's the other clients who take days, weeks, months, in order to get to where you need to be, um, and honestly, living in this space of design, that's just how it is. It's not a bad thing that we want to get revisions that'll take like days, weeks, and months, but it's not a 
uh, bad thing they get what they want right then and there. Your job is to make sure that they are satisfied with the product. And however many revisions that takes, depending on what your contract is, uh, is what's going to pretty much provide that. Yeah. So basically you want to go ahead and do that. And then you figure out the sweet spot for showing your client changes. So what I like to do is I'll show the client basically like I'll work on it for like an hour, hour or two. Um, depending on how fast you work, it, it really just depends on how fast you work. I'll work on it like an hour or two. Sometimes, sometimes it ends up being three hours because I got a lot of ideas. And I need to jot them out and make sure I give every possible idea based on the brand. But you want to show them what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. So figuring out that sweet spot is pretty much being like, okay, um, this fits the brand, but this is more so a design idea that led me to another idea. So do I want to show that? Yes or no? Nine times out of 10 when I do that is no, because it's just like a rough sketch. And I want to kind of like have more refined sketches when I send it off to them. Same thing when it goes to vector design. It's just one of those things that, I want to, I want, I, like, I got a whole bunch of iterations. I don't want to do a lot more work than I have to, but I also want to show them what the possibility is when I come up through everything. So I'll take the the best iterations and then go from there. And I'll also explain to them why I didn't choose the, the other iterations and then go from there as well. And if they want to see something that's viewed in there, I'll go ahead and just shoot shoot them a screenshot and go from there as well. But yeah, now we can talk about how to mitigate revisions. And the first thing you want to do is lead the project with an open mind and confidence. Well, it's the only thing you want to do. So when you lead the project with an open mind and confidence, you give you have the ability to kind of like have a full array of all of the possibilities that are possible out there. And the confidence pretty much be like, a, uh, we refine how we deliver this to the client so they are confident in why I chose this decision, which makes it easier for you to pretty much mitigate those revisions. Like, they'll understand and see why you didn't do it, why you didn't do this, why you didn't do that, or why you did this and why you did that, because you have you exude that confidence for when you were getting out there and getting that project to them. But yeah, that's pretty much it for the revisions part. Let's talk about how clients can help with iterations. All right, clients, this one is for you. So you're working with a designer and you want to make sure that the iterations and the revisions and all the other stuff that is going through is good. So I got three topics for you and I'll go into detail for each one of them. The first one is be as clear as possible. So you may not know all the terms in graphic design, and that's perfectly fine. But if you can find a substitute and let them know that you don't know that that, that is the right term for that, it nine times out of 10 clears it up for you. And they, the designer can pretty much get you where you need to be. Now, and the next thing what you want to do is uh, if words fail you, use visuals from Google. Basically, what you want to do is like, okay, so... Say, for instance, you want to explain to them that you want the whole cut on the bottom right-hand side and you want this there and that there. The best way to explain that if you can't use words is use a visual element for a designer. It's just it's just easier. Designers are mostly visual, um, and it just makes it easier for them to understand if you can show them a picture of what it looks like. Bonus if you can basically be like, oh, uh, mark it up and then say, hey, I want this and over in there. Um, 
there's tools that you can use to do that. I'll, uh, I'll list off a few. If you're on Windows, there's a snipping tool, new snipping tool that you can use to kind of like screenshot and then you can mark up images and it'll uh, copy it or you can save it or do whatever you would like to it and then send it to your designer. Um, since it's built into Windows, you can press Win Windows key, Shift and S and you'll be able to just screenshot. I'm not sure what it is on Mac, but I know for a fact, well, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a pull my guy over here. Do you know the shortcut that uh, for um, what is it? Screenshotting on Mac? I do not know. Oh. Um, Alex, does Alex do? Alex, I'm gonna find out. <laughs> he's gonna look it up. So yeah, he's gonna look that up. Shift Command Three. So Shift Command Three is the code that you want to use for Mac for uh, screenshots and stuff. So that allows you to pretty much be like, oh. We can screenshot, mark it up, do all the things that you need to do, and then send it to the uh, designer. And they'll be like, oh, I understand what that is. That's awesome. Legit. All right. Now, next thing you want to do is uh, take the time out to articulate what you're saying. So if you're really good with words, just 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 take your time with it. Uh, it's, it's essential that you want to explain everything to them. And I'm pretty, uh, or I, I would assume so, it's essential that you want to explain everything to them. But uh, yeah, take your time with it. Don't don't rush the process. Uh, I get excited when I do design too, but like I try not to rush the process as much as possible. And yeah, but just 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 be just take your time with it. Don't don't like over exude yourself, but also just take your time with it. Uh, put the words together that make sense. If it takes you one or two days to kind of get a revision, take your time with it. Um, but if it does take you one or two days after how it is and you know what's going to take you one or two days send a designer email be like hey i need some time to process this uh let me uh process this and i'll send you an email about the things that i like and i don't like um i've had clients do that multiple times it is beautiful it is awesome but yeah that's it for the first topic let's talk about the second topic define an end goal now so what you want to do is the uh define an end goal and the end goal should be something that aligns with your business. So what I mean by that is you want to have a visual element that represents what your business is, what it does, and people can kind of like get, into, get a gist of what your business is. Um, lawyer logos particularly are just more or less text. So it's more serious. So when it's more serious, it becomes uh, easier for them to recognize that, hey, oh, they are real serious brand. We want to go ahead and get, you want to go ahead and do something like that. So that's how that's how we do that. That's how we uh, that's how we uh, design. We design from a visual standpoint and an emotional standpoint as well. Speaking of which, I probably should talk about emotional design, and that's something I will talk about in a next episode. Probably bonus content. Not sure. We'll figure that out. But uh, let's go into the next one. So the end goal you want to define the end goal. You want to uh, you also want to define an end goal that aligns with your business. The next one you want to do is your end goal should align with your objectives of the project. So you align the end goal with your business. You know what you want it to look like, but you also want to define the end goal for the end of your project. So you want to tell the client, I mean, you want to tell the designer, hey, this is what I want. Um, this, is what I, uh, this is what I want. I want like in this many colors or I want it in this many iterations or I want it in this many formats. Just it, if it depends on... Um, it depends on how you like want what what your end product what you want it to look like like how do you want to use it like PNG JPEG red color blue color all the other stuff but yeah that's pretty much it for that 
let's get into the next one. The designer is a partner, not a tool. All right. So the designer is a partner, not a tool. So a designer is a person that works with you and not for you. And this is my belief in particular, but, and it's my, so this is a little bit more opinionated, but the reason why I say this is because it makes working with your designer a lot easier. When you work with a designer, it's a, it's an amazing experience that makes things so much better and you get it, get, get it to the point where it needs to be. When you, uh, when the designer works for you, eh, it's just one of those things that doesn't necessarily like line up for me. Like I've worked for businesses and then I've worked with businesses. There's a difference working for businesses. They want to end product and they don't want anything else working with businesses. They want to work with you to get the end product. That is uh, pretty much like, Hey, uh, this is what we want. And I, we want you, we want to work with you to get to where you need to be. It's a, it's a team effort. Um, a lot of people don't necessarily, uh, do the team effort thing, but when you're in the design world, it's almost like essential to do the team effort thing. When you get it, when you get the design to where it needs to be, it's a beautiful feeling. And then like the client's satisfied, you're satisfied, everybody's satisfied. It's just like a, everybody exudes confidence in uh, emotions that are just great. And it just makes things a lot easier, but yeah, um, that's uh, the first one. So let's get into the next one. They help you understand how things should be based on experience and design knowledge. So what I mean by that is if you're working with a good designer, they, uh, they help you understand everything. Like they put you in a position, they put themselves in a position to know all of these things. So that way they can give them to you. If more or less, it, that that's pretty much all I got for that one. It's just, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing for when a designer knows all of this stuff and they just know everything. And it just, it's just there. It, like they have all the knowledge and you're working with them and it's just amazing. But let's get into the last one. So if you don't treat, if you treat them like a lesser, you'll get lesser quality work. Now this is an opinionated. If you, if you treat a designer like a, like, like crap, you, you're not going to get what you want out of that designer. And part of this is sometimes it's not intentional and sometimes it is intentional, but it really just depends on the connection with the client and the designer. You can t- designers, you can tell clients no if you feel like there's not a connection there. Uh, people are not compatible. That's perfectly fine. But, like, if you're not compatible and you're working with this person and you just don't necessarily go down that route and it's just – I mean, you, you go down that route and then you just do it anyway, it's just it's, – it's, 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 you're, you're going to have a bad time. You're, you're going to have a bad time. Um I'll probably go into that for another segment uh, about like client partner relationships and things like that. But yeah, that's uh, pretty much all I got. And with that being said, thank you for listening. If you guys have any questions about the pot topics or just questions in general, shoot me an email at questions at innovative creative.fm. If you like the show and want to support and follow, hit the follow button on Spotify, Apple podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen on the website at laspodcastnetwork.com slash The Innovative Creative or Innovative Creative FM. Also, if you like to support me and other local creators like me, subscribe to LAS Plus. For $10, you'll get exclusive content, ad-free episodes, discounts at live events, and much more. For more information on LAS Plus, go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. 
All right, guys. Until the next time, clients and designers, keep innovating. Peace. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. LAS.